Hey, it's me, Snarky Democrat. How you doing today? Uh, it's the end of the week, and we're going to have wrapping some stuff up. And uh, basically, we're going to talk about Republican hypocrisy, uh, Republican ignorance, Republican hatred, Republican intolerance. You know, the usual Republican menu, what they offer. This is basically, they offer nothing, or they offer hate. I guess that's basically about it. I have a lot of people like to point out to me that I'm kind of hateful, but... Whatever, what can I tell you? You know, sometimes it takes hate to hate hate, you know? Sometimes we have to embrace our hate. Sometimes we have to call out hate with hate. I don't know how you could do that. I don't know how you could say you're a hater to someone who's a hater, and then when they say back to you, well, you're a hater for hating me, I won't disagree with that. But the point is, just because you say you hate something doesn't mean it's bad that you hate it. There are legitimate things to hate. Intolerance is something to hate. Racism is something to hate. Genocide is something to hate. You know, these are basic things that it's okay to hate. Um, this week was a great week because the Republicans are, in my opinion, disintegrating. They've had two big dust-ups already this week with uh, Ted Cruz and uh, Kevin McCarthy. Uh, and I think it's a sign that they're, they are definitely uh, imploding and anything could happen. And quite frankly, with, with Boner resigning... Uh, everyone's worried about someone, you know, more nuts coming along. I say bring it on, in the words of a famous president who couldn't open a fucking door in China. I say bring it on. Let's have a Tea Party psychopath for the uh, House Speaker position. Let's show America exactly what they want. They keep saying they represent America. They speak like they represent all of America. I, I can tell you at least one American they don't represent sitting right here. Okay, so why not? Let them have the gavel. Let's show America what psychotic really is. Okay, that's my opinion about that. Uh, Cruz and McCarthy. McCarthy, of course, famous for, was going to be, uh, I think the new House Speaker had a good shot at it. I'm not so sure now. I'm not so sure now because he, of course, broke the cardinal rule, the first rule of um, politics. He told the truth. He was talking about the Benghazi investigation, and he pretty much said that it was connected to getting Hillary Clinton's numbers down. Because if you remember, a long time ago, this was about Obama. Benghazi was about Obama. They were after Obama. But once they realized it wasn't going to impeach him, it wasn't going to do anything, he was on his, uh, what they thought would be his lame duck uh, part of his presidency. Boy, were they wrong about that. But why are we surprised? Because they've been wrong about everything. Every single fucking thing they have predicted, they were wrong. Anyway, uh, McCarthy said that they flipped out, and now I'm sure there's a battle royale going on someplace over a, a scotch and a cigar someplace where they're going on about that. That's the older guys. I guess the younger guys could be having kale and hummus. I don't know. Um, but it's been a great week. It's been an amazing week. We had the UN here in New York, still here in New York, clogging up traffic. Of course, the Pope who came in and uh, charmed all the liberals uh, off their feet until, of course, right when he went home, he was like, oh, by the way, saw Kim Davis, love her. And people were like, what? You're surprised. Let me get this right. You're surprised that the Pope is not a total left-wing liberal. Um, what I would say about the Pope is for a guy who has a different point of view about things than me, he delivers them in a way that I would, I would, uh, I would talk to him and see if we could work things out. Otherwise, uh, nobody else who holds that opinion apparently is uh, capable of doing that. Only the Pope is capable of showing up and sounding like uh, a reasonable fellow regardless of what he believes. Um, 
Everyone else, absolutely not. You know, from from Trump to Fiorini to Paul, I mean, the whole clown car. It's just it's amazingly out of, out of control. They are in such they are in such a microcosm. They're in such a tiny little bubble. Uh, Trump this week said amazing things about uh, um, sending back the, the Syrian refugees. Apparently, yes, he wants to send back the Syrian refugees. Um, last week was Yom Kippur, and of course, uh, Marco Rubio decided that the perfect place to hold a fundraiser on Yom Kippur would be at the home of a millionaire who collected uh, Nazi memorabilia. Uh, because, you know, when I want to celebrate Yom Kippur and, give a, and raise money at my fundraiser, I want to have a copy of uh, Mein Kampf signed by the original author sitting in the room with me. It makes me feel like everything's more balanced that way. Everything's fair and balanced. This, as long as there's a copy of Mein Kampf in the room, uh, I can feel comfortable on Yom Kippur. Um, of course, no one backed down about that. No one thought it was inappropriate or something. I think people said to him, you might not want to do that. And he said, well, come on, please. Uh, of course, I'm going to be holding a fundraiser uh, for a local Democrat here on an uh, uh, inflated rubber tube from a tire uh, floating somewhere between Miami and Cuba. We're going to have a fundraiser. And I'm going to do it on uh, Cinco de Mayo because I want to make sure everyone understands that I'm racist and ignorant in terms of the cultures I'm trying to lampoon. Anyway, we have a great guest coming up in a little while. I'm so excited. Uh, David Feldman is going to be calling in, and David Feldman is a comedian and a writer, and i got to tell you, this is impressive, an Emmy Award-winning comedy writer, three-time, prime-time Emmy Award-winning for comedy writing. Uh, he's written for Roseanne, Dennis Miller, Bill Maher, Daily Show, Academy Awards. Uh, he worked a lot well, with Triumph the Insult Dog comic, which is great. Uh, anyway, he's, he's a great Democrat. He's done a lot of, written a lot of pro, joke, uh, pro bono jokes for candidates. Um, he's a great guy. He's going to be calling in a little while. But in the meantime, uh, a few other things that are really out of control is this whole Hillary bullshit thing, okay? I will tell you all, and you won't be happy to hear this, uh, that Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton will be the next president of the United States. I know right away a lot of you are just like, what the fuck is he saying? okay. Uh, no Republican will win the presidency. Every single one of them have uh, a major flaw that will, you know, not let them become president. Uh, in a nutshell, like, you know, Santorum, uh, Huckabee, Cruz, Trump, uh, their flaw is they're insane. So you see, they're not going to become president. I, I, it's going to be close, but they're not going to become president. Um, Rubio, he's 12. Uh, so Carly Fiorini can spin it any way she likes. You don't get fired from a company because you're doing a good job. Is, it, is that it? Are we done with her? Okay, let's move on. Uh, I don't even remember. Ben Carson, you know, whatever. And, of course, Jeb. Jeb's major flaw is his last name is Bush. Uh, and what's even worse is he makes his brother seem like a, a personable fella. Uh, Jeb is, I have not seen such a downward spiral. I cannot recall the last time I'd seen something going so poorly. Yet, amazingly, he will be the nominee. He has the machine. She has the machine. And I know, you know, I'm not naive. A lot of people like to write on the page about, oh, both parties are the same. Uh, yeah, to some degree, both parties are. They're both giant corporations run by millionaires and billionaires. But the difference is, one side of these two parties doesn't want to take food out of fucking children's mouths by cutting food stamps. And if it comes down to that, that's the side I'm on. Really. It's that simple, okay? If you want to be on the side of people who want to take food stamps away from poor people, you know, then be on the other side. And I understand that both sides. But you know what, folks? It's been like that since the fucking 
uh, pharaohs, the rich rule. Uh, we have the best standard of living to date in the history of man, everyone tends to think of, you know, in terms of the little lives, and not their little lives, but the length of their lives, which is very little compared to the, how long we've been here as a species, as a planet. Things get better slowly. You don't get three billion people better overnight. A utopia doesn't, and I say utopia because everyone who seems to be pissed off at the two-party system doesn't have an alternative. They say amazingly uh, concise and precise things like, the people should be informed, and then what? You're going to trust people to go out and just do everything right? You're going to trust people to just drive around on, on unpaved roads with no lights and just, yay, let's all... No. We need a system. We need government. This, you know, I'm 54 years old. I haven't, I've been nice. My life hasn't been horrible. The, my door hasn't been kicked in by the czar's guards to shoot me like they might have done 150 years ago. I haven't been put in slave chains and thrown over the side of a boat maybe three or 400 years ago. I wasn't killed by the Pope's army 500 years ago. Things are not... Bad here, especially since all they've been talking about is how bad it is. Whoa, that is our guest. I'm so excited. Just in time, I was getting too excited. Here we are on Snarky Democrat. We're with David Hi. Feldman. Hi, David. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yes. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are. I am personally very excited about you being here. You're. Well, uh, you're. You're a Democrat, and Democrats get excited over ridiculous things like Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton. Yeah, and, and making sure the poor children have food. Crazy things. That's what... You that's know, what... you give kids food, what happens? They, they get healthy, and then they end up getting pregnant and going to Planned Parenthood. We don't need that. We don't well, need that. if not everybody can, you know, uh, be Crystal Palin's boyfriend, so that's a problem. Uh, which which boyfriend are you talking about? The, the war hero or the one who knocked her up? Uh, actually, anybody who sleeps with Crystal Crystal Palin is a war hero. I mean, I, I think that that vagina has to be an absolute like a war zone. War, yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> if you want to feel sorry for someone, then I would feel sorry for Todd Palin, really, because imagine you know possibly being gay and having to sleep with that at the same time. It's just... <laughs> is Todd the husband? Yeah, he's, he's her husband. Yeah. Yeah. He, I would say he's not the quitter. He's not the quitter. Huh? He's not the quitter. So, you know, Sarah's the quitter, but Todd's stuck with it all this time, so... He, he, does, he's, he does the Iditarod, right? I, I think that's what he does, yeah. He, he does whatever that's she why, tells him, basically. Why he's a re- that's why he's a Republican. He's used to staring at a dog's ass <laughs> for long stretches. Of- <laughs> so let me, Sarah Palin. let me ask you a few questions. Well, I think Trump has been certainly making up the Sarah Palin deficit uh, this season. Uh, this week, Trump said he wants to send the Syrian refugees back. Uh, this year, we'll take in 75,000... Syrian refugees. President Trump next year will kick them all back to Syria and the 11 million Mexicans. Do you think he's just trying to empty the country out? I hope so. And him included. Well, you know, we could all leave and leave him here alone, and that would kind of defeat his whole purpose. (laughs) I don't know. It wouldn't be the worst thing to just empty out the country and then start bringing everybody back on a case-by-case basis. I mean, just, you know, redo the country. Reset it. Kind of like, yeah, 
because I'm sure he's got good guys to get redo it. He's got he does a lot of rebuilding and renewing. But wouldn't that purify this country? Think about this for a second. If you were to empty out all 350 million Americans, move them to like Australia, and then set up Ellis Island again and start bringing everybody back, hmm. citizen tests, you know, it would it would be. It sounds like it would end up like one of those science fiction movies where the dirt people live on the ground and the beautiful people live in the clouds in the sky, you know? You talking about Manhattan? Yeah, at least Manhattan. Manhattan's kind of like that already, isn't it? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if you heard about this new right-wing dance that is a big craze uh, amongst Republicans nowadays. It's called the walk back. It's very popular. Uh, I believe just this week, Kevin McCarthy gave us his version of it when he said, I didn't mean the Benghazi investigation was about smearing Hillary Clinton. Oh, yes, I did, actually. That's what he meant. Uh, but you see what's happening. And a lot of this walking back, they, you know, uh, uh, we didn't understand uh, um, Ben Carson when he told us that a Muslim couldn't run for president. We, we didn't speak English properly, so we didn't understand him. You know? Donald Trump loves Mexicans, even though he might think they're rapists. He loves them. We didn't understand him. Well, maybe he loves rapists. Maybe he loves Mexican rapists. Maybe, yes. Yeah. Um, the, the the question is when when you constantly, as a group of people, have to re-explain what you say. When you constantly have to quantify what you said, don't you think after a while it's not them, it's you? <laughs> okay, so why don't they understand it? What is going on? What 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 kind of what is a what is this head made out of? That's brick that things can't get through. I think they're different animals. You know how like you can't understand women to some degree, yeah. Well, maybe you understand. You have long I, hair, right? I I understand the the more important parts of women, which is basically you know, obeying them. Really? Is that? I, I think you're right. But go on for a second. Tell me about that. Uh, I think it's a, it's a concept I've had for a while where, uh, in a nutshell, when you surrender, you win. That's what I believe. When you surrender, you win. With women? Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, think about it. it you know, uh, it, it, if you're a woman, uh, that's, I know that's a really abstract phrase. I don't mean to say you're a woman. You know what I mean? The woman you are oh, with. Okay. Uh, if she's unhappy, how are you? There you go. So you want to be happy. So a way to be happy is to make her happy. Usually a way to make her happy in base terms is to give her what she wants. And then once she's happy, you're happy. Now, did you sell out? Because at the end of this whole exchange, you're happy. Right. And then what happens when she gets unhappy again? You do whatever you do to make her happy again. The bottom line is you want to be happy. If you want to be happy, and, it, and, and, and it, it depends on her being happy, well, then you're going to have to attend to her being happy. In a sense, that's surrendering. In a sense, it's surrendering, but then at the end of that, you win because you got what you wanted, to be happy. Right, and what if she's, I like this, what if, she, what if she's a generally unhappy person, though? Then you're fucked. Yeah. I mean, that's, well, you know, I mean, that's not all... You're, you know, you're not all completely free of responsibility here. There's some accountability. You have to actually sort of pick a woman, hopefully, you know, with one that, if you, hopefully you might recognize this before you get too 
to that point, you hope. Right. How are you with your mother? Um, I'm very close with my mother. And is she a happy person? Mm. <laughs> I don't know if happy is the word I would I would describe. My mom comes. My mom's old. She's from an old that old school. You know what I mean? She's 87. She's from the Depression, World War II. Not a lot of happiness back then. You know, you were either kind of like a worker or you danced on a plane or something like that. I don't know. Right. But I, I would not characterize her as... Like, as mother wasn't Ginger Rogers. No, no, no. More like yeah, Una O'Connor, maybe. What? More like Una O'Connor. Who's Una O'Connor? Oh, she was like a maid in a lot of old 30s films. Oh. Yeah. Okay. A servant, so to speak. They need to be, I don't know if I'd call that worshipping. I mean, worship's such a, that's such, such a wide range. We're not talking about a god here or anything like that. We're just, you know, we're just talking about making your woman happy. And what is the role of the woman in all this? Uh, to make the man happy. Ah. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of a vicious circle, really, it is. Are you married? I am married. For how many years? Uh, how long have I been married now? I've been married uh, 12 years. First or second? My first, her third. Okay. Well, we've certainly gone off the tracks from politics, but I'd like to. I'd like well, to. But you know what it is? I'll tell you what. That's Democrats. See what I'm doing here? Okay, I see it. I see it. The men who are Democrats try to understand women, and that's why Bill Clinton was such a great. Democrat, because he was trying to understand so many women. That's one way of putting it. Absolutely. He, wasn't cheating on, he never cheated on Hillary. He was trying to find out what makes women tick. Did you say tick? I said tick. Okay, good. I thought I misheard you. Okay. I, I, I have to tell you, as a Democrat, and this is another great thing about being a Democrat, is I would disagree. Uh, because... I uh, I certainly can't. I can joke about what Bill Clinton did, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't, you know, condone it. It was wrong. And I'll, it was wrong. And I'll say it out loud, so the Republicans can have a, an orgy of of uh, pointing at me and saying, "Ah, you admitted it," because they never like to. Admit. That's the thing about them. They never admit anything. They never admit anything. That's what drives me crazy. Right. You know? It was absolutely horrible. What he, he should have been having sex in, in the Oval Office, not getting you know filleted. That should have been full. Part of the expression, full blown sex. It was disgusting. You think he didn't go far enough? I don't think he went far enough. I mean, I think he disgraced the Oval Office. Huh. The, you know, this is the seat of power. You go all the way. You're the president. Well, you don't. You don't go. You don't say, "Well, oral sex isn't cheating." You go, "I'm the commander in chief." Yes, I can cheat if I want. That's that sounds awfully Nixonian to me. Thank you. Mm. Well, you're a little. Old. I think you, I think you might be a couple of years older than me, so you might remember Nixon better than me. I, re not, I remember. I'm older than you. I don't know. Are you? Seventy-five. Just a little. Just a little. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm not seventy-five. No, I, I'm sure. I'm, I know. I'm fifty-seven. How old are you? Fifty-four. Oh, okay. There you go. A little older. A little older. Let me ask you um, a couple of questions about what you think about some things. Okay. Okay. Uh, two things. I like to just pick up a couple of things every week uh, that I hear people say that sound kind of crazy and uh, ask your opinion on about that. Uh, okay. Let's see here. D 
this is about Trump, uh, about his immigration policy. He wants to model it after something from the 1950s uh, called the called Operation Wetback. That's apparently Seriously. the name of the plan. Yeah, under Eisenhower, uh, it would cost 100 to 200 billion dollars deporting everybody back. Um, here, here's my question. Seriously, well, what was Operation Wetback? It was. Uh, hang on a second. Let's find out exactly what it was. Is that where they imported uh, Mexicans into this country? Before World War II, and then sent them back after World War II when we no longer needed them. Was that what it was? Well, let's find out here. I'm going to find out right now. I think that might have been what I think that's what it was. So we basically brought them in as temporary workers. Yeah. So, but that so then he wants to kind of do half of Operation Whip Back. He just wants to take them out and not bring them back in. Right. It was impl- it was from it was from the fifties apparently. A program implemented implemented in May 1954 to deal with unsanctioned border crossing. It was a, it was an illegal immigration operation. Uh, but here's but here's my point. Here's what I really why don't these people? I mean, Trump is not. These Republicans are not stupid people. They don't have IQs of 12. How do you not know the phrase "Operation Wetback" is offensive? How can you not know that? Here's a party that's that's dying for Latino vote. And then he comes out and says this idiot thing. What? I just don't. I, can you can you comment on that? Uh, I or, don't know. Is I, it a pointless I, I, question? I, is that it? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that it's tr- like trying to understand my dog. I mean, my dog <laughs> wanders around and he's obsessing on. I think it's food. I think he only wants to have food because his balls have been cut off and I think most Republicans don't have sex anymore. I think that's their hostility towards women, their Mm. hatred for minorities stems from penis problems. I think it's really, I I really do think that trying to understand a Republican is like really trying to understand a disobedient dog Mm. who has no teeth, farts a lot, and To be put down. Yeah. So, in other words, we should take the Republican Party in the car for a ride. Yes. To the middle of the woods. Yeah. And then play "Born Free" as they as they frolic away. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's what we tell the kids. Yeah. I, you know, it's you're. I, I'm asking you a question. That I know the answer to. I go on this all the time. They, 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 you know, I always say things like, "It's better to talk to the refrigerator because when you're done, at least you get something to eat." You know, whatever, something like that. It, yeah. It is. I was going to add. I know we have red states and blue states, but for the 
most part, we really don't know who the Republicans are and the Democrats are, because don't you think if you knew where, if there was a state, like California was all, was always blue, and Arizona was always red. Well, don't you think California and Arizona and would fight each other? I don't know. I think over California would kick its ass. Yeah, I said, I think California would kick its ass. Yeah, but, uh... I don't know, I don't know. I, I always thought, I always had this crazy fantasy. If the Civil War went the other way, and the South got to be a country, then the northern part with all the liberals would be this wonderful, you know, Israel-like gardens in the desert, and uh, the South would end up being kind of like the Palestinians, you know? I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm just I'll, saying... I'll go wherever you want to go. I mean, I think if the Civil War went the other way, uh, it never would have ended. Huh. That's right. Interesting. That's an interesting thought. I, I still think that it would have been... It, it, you know, there's a, there's a scenario there that could have been uh, uh, one country full of uh, progressive-minded, uh, tolerant liberals and another place full of them, kind of, you know? And I, would, I certainly wouldn't have any urge to visit. So, you know, they could have their side, I could have mine. I know that's not the right attitude nowadays, but I don't know. Have, I just, you, to, have you ever hung out in Boston? Very little. I've done a few shows up there, but very little. Some of the most racist people I've ever met in my life live in Boston. Well, maybe that's why I've only been there very little. I don't know. Did you know, I'll let you get back to the agenda, <laughs> that uh, in 1976, George Wallace did better in the Massachusetts primary than Jimmy Carter. Did you know that? that was that, was more, that, was it? Was Jimmy it, Carter was running for the Democratic nomination in 1976. Right. It was a, there was a Massachusetts primary. And yeah, but I think Wallace, I think Wallace got some of the, uh, uh, I got shot and saw the light vote. This wasn't this wasn't George Wallace that stood in front of the school. This was George Wallace who already got shot was was in a wheelchair and found you know God and Democrat uh, God and tolerance after that. I mean, and I'm not belittling that, but I'm just saying that changes a guy's mind, you know, and that also changes people's perception of him. Yeah, but he was also but he was still a state. He was basically a. Hmm, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I tracked you. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, we were just talking. I was going to bring up Rubio and his fundraiser on Yom Kippur at the millionaire's house with a copy of Mein Kampf signed by Hitler. But you know what? Again, it goes back to the to the thing about you know what's the point of trying to get an answer out of your dog, as you said. Um, there was uh, uh, the city commissioner of Memphis, Tennessee, uh, who, uh, after being threatened to be sued by a gay student. Uh, at a Christian high school said, I would say, let the little homo sue all he wants. I like to bring up these, uh, these quotes just to re remind everybody how tolerant and wonderful the other side is. You shouldn't uh, make fun of short people. Is that what you're saying, calling somebody a little homo? Yeah. That's sizest. That is sizest. Uh, you know, but sometimes sizest matters. <laughs> anyway... Anyway, David, I'm going to be wrapping it up. 
is, is I, I told everybody before you came on everything you did. Is there something you'd like to plug in particular, your podcast or something? Or you know, I have like yeah, sure. I must have seven or eight people listening at least. I, uh, the Dave Feldman Show on iTunes. It's, it's kind of like this, but, but uh, funny. you're on the phone and I'm on the microphone. <laughs> okay. So it's kind of like the bizarro version. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for having This was fun. Thank you, David. It was fun. Thank you very much. Yeah, you, we're a great guest, and I appreciate it. And I, maybe uh, you'll come back someday, or you'll phone back someday, or walk back someday. I would love it. All right, then. Love thank you for asking me. All right. Thank you, David. Take care. That's it. That was David Fellman. What a great guest. What a crazy show this has been. You probably heard the, the three of you that listened probably found out more about me than I wanted you to know. Uh, this is Snarky Democrat. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to see if I can remind you to visit me on Facebook. And uh, visit me on Facebook. It's Snarky Democrat on Facebook. Uh, check me out on Twitter. It's at Snarky Demo. And uh, where else am I? Oh, our, our sponsor, that would be gigmama.com. If you need event entertainment for your party or anything, uh, gigmama.com. So thanks for checking us out. Whew, snarky Democrat. This, that was a tiring one, okay? Thanks, thanks guys. Take care. <laughs>